your brothers and tell the tale so often told of the love that lies beneath our banner, the black, the white, and gold. So lift your voices in endeavor with brothers also good and true. Then we'll give a toast to the one we boast. To dear old Sigma Hello and welcome to episode 13 of the Gavel Podcast. I'm Adam. And I'm Christopher. The Gavel Podcast is the official podcast of Sigma Nu Fraternity, and it's a show dedicated to keeping you updated on the operations of the Legion of Honor and connecting you to the stories of our brotherhood. To find out more from the fraternity, you can always check out our website at sigmanu.org. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at sigmanuhq, or by searching for Sigmanu Fraternity. Awesome. Uh, well, Christopher, um, hello. Um, How's it going? It, it's, it's great. Uh, I'm, I'm doing wonderful. How are you? Doing well. Uh, good start to the new year. Yes, yes. 2022, the first episode of, of the brand new year. Um, yeah, and the start of season three. Yes. Uh, I, 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 sometimes I forget that we do these in, in seasons, right? Um, but yes, season three, um, it, it, it feels good to be in a, a third season. This is the season where I feel like every show um, hits its stride, right? Like season one is, is you know, pilot and they, they kind of get their feelers. Season two is cool. But then season three is like, oh, you know, the real stuff starts to happen. And then you get the, the, the best episodes. Some of my favorite episodes of every show. Breaking Bad, season three, really one yeah. off. Well, it's hard too because we didn't have any sort of like uh, you know thrilling cliffhanger at the end of the last season. You know, there was no you know what will happen. Will Adam or Christopher be here when uh, we return? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that was uh, that was our season one to, to season two uh, cliffhanger. Oh, we did lose Drew. So yes. <laughs> yes. That was the cliffhanger, I guess. <laughs> um, well, Christopher. We have a, a, a kind of a, a special way to start this this first episode of season three. Um, normally, these uh, the beginning and, and end of episodes just you and I, but we we do have a, a guest with us uh, right away at the beginning of the episode. That's exciting. Uh, would you would you care to introduce our guest? Well, I'll, I'll ultimately let him introduce himself, but yeah, no, it's exciting. We have uh, another staff member joining us, so Scott Smith, uh, our director of leadership development. Um, I won't get into too many too many details. I'll let him go through that. But Scott, if you want to introduce yourself, uh, we typically kind of have a trend of inviting people to uh, share their name, um, their chapter designation, institution, uh, and then just a, kind of a little bit about themselves before we get started. So if you would like to to jump in. Awesome. Happy New Year, guys. Thank you. Happy New, New Year, Year, Scott. Uh, so, yes, yeah, Scott Smith uh, served as the Director of Leadership Development for the Fraternity, um, alumnus of our Lambda Phi chapter, which is the University of Central Arkansas. also hold a, a master's degree in higher education from uh, the University of Arkansas in uh, Fayetteville, where uh, coincidentally, I, I lived and worked out of uh, for the last 10 years uh, after moving up north about 25 miles to uh, Rogers, Arkansas, uh, to, to be a little bit closer to my wife's um, 
Hustle. Uh, she is a, a co-owner uh, of a, a small kitchen store with a sorority sister of hers uh, here in downtown Rogers. But uh, I joined Sigma Nu in the spring of 2002 uh, and then graduated um, uh, with my bachelor's in uh, spring of 2005 and immediately uh, moved out to Lexington and into the carriage house. And uh, by, uh, you know, August, I was on the road uh, consulting and working with chapters across uh, nine states and two countries. Uh, and I, I did that for about a year and a half. Uh, and then uh, the fraternity had just opened up and started staffing out an education department. Um, and, and so um, I showed some interest and, and they let me stick around and, and so I started getting involved in uh, curriculum writing and then managing consultants and then we're creating new programs and so on and so forth and in 2008 I took on the the leadership development role and, and I've been uh, rolling that uh, ever since but glad to be with you guys uh, today you know happy new year again this is one of the coolest times of the year I think <clears throat> and and it'll go into I know uh, the, the conversation that we want to have but you know in addition to getting to you know set resolutions and and swap out you know your silly dog uh, calendar for your your funny cat posters um it's just a it's a it's a invigorating time uh, particularly if you live anywhere that is uh, north of the equator and it is uh, pretty chilly right now mm-hmm. yeah and a little bit of an avengers assemble moment uh, as all three of us now uh, having uh, worked in the education department in some capacity in, in either the past or kind of currently uh, are now oh, not kind of kind of cool we're we're in it I'm You're in, in it. <laughs> directly. Um, well, Scott, you did mention uh, working for the fraternity. So uh, uh, this is a little bit of a, a hard segue, but I'm going to make it. Um, so Adam and I usually kind of kick off these episodes with a little bit of a, a resource plug or acknowledgement of kind of an upcoming event. Uh, and I think one of the ones that we really want to to highlight right now is staff hiring for the spring. And so kind of hearing your story um, of working for the fraternity and, you know, your journey to the position that you're in now, um, fitting uh, that we would actually be able to plug that a little bit. So knowing that you're in charge of that process, I thought it would be um, wise to to let you speak on that um, and kind of, you know, for any listeners who um, may be interested in working for the fraternity or know of someone, especially if you're an advisor or have a close working relationship with a chapter and you know of good men who would uh, be great members of our team, you know, we would love for you to pass on this information. Uh, so Scott, if, if you would uh, definitely, you know, talk a little bit more, a little bit more about that experience. Yeah, for sure. I, the fraternity is always looking for great people. Uh, that's not just the case during, you know, rush week in the fall and the spring. Uh, it's also true for <clears throat> volunteers uh, to serve at various levels. But, uh, you know, to your point, uh, Sigma Nu employs a, a top flight professional paid staff. Uh, and, you know, in my tenure, you know, that has included uh, probably hundreds of, of different men. Um, and, nearly every single one of them started out directly supporting chapters and colonies as a consultant for the fraternity. Um, It is uh, an entry-level job, but it is so, so much more. Um, And so whether you are 
uh, like you said, a senior that is facing down the barrel of, of your last semester of or quarter of school. Uh, you are a sophomore that just joined. You're a, a volunteer uh, or a general alumnus that, that knows somebody. Um, chances are good that you've never thought about working for the fraternity. Uh, when you take the tests in high school, uh, the aptitudes uh, to determine what kind of job you should get, or when you meet with your uh, faculty advisor when you arrive on campus and start uh, signing up for classes, and they, they try to help you uh, decide that journey for your life. And they, you know, you get the big old list of here are all the careers. Like, Working for your fraternity is not one of the boxes you can check. Um, and so chances are good that you've never thought about working for the fraternity. And, and, and so my pitch would be start thinking, man, uh, because, um, you know, this is an amazing opportunity to not only give back, which I think is something that, you know, all Sigma News have a desire uh, that you gain so much from your own experience and you want to help others uh, get a similar or better experience, but in a very specific uh, an elevated way beyond even a volunteer role like the paid professional staff you know do the work of the grand chapter uh, of the high council to ensure that you know uh, sigma news get uh, what they deserve uh, in terms of you know support uh, membership materials uh, database educational programs uh, all of the life skills uh, and really creating the foundation so that the intangibles that we all enjoy from fraternity can happen uh, so uh, we are always hiring. We're always looking to add great people to our bus, uh, to use the Jim Collins analogy. But there are two primary periods where we uh, tend to um, um, do most of our interviews, and that's around uh, are there our fall uh, application period or what is coming up uh, on March the 1st is our spring application deadline. So this is going to be folks that are looking for uh, a start in summer of 2022. Uh, I would plug uh, because I know that not everybody's going to listen to this uh, immediately and, and we're going to have this uh, episode uh, archived. And so perhaps if you're listening to this in, in 2025 and beyond, uh, it's still March 1st. Uh, it's still October 15. Uh, we're always hiring. Uh, so if you are uh, preparing to graduate um, you know, at any point that academic year, now is the time. Uh, now is the time to start thinking. Um, to go back to my personal story just a little bit, you know, I, I thought I had it all figured out, as I'm sure that we all do it at one point or another before we realize that we don't really know a whole lot of anything. But um, you know, I had never considered working for the fraternity. I was I was very involved uh, on campus. I was obviously involved in the chapter in, in numerous officer roles, lived in the house, that kind of thing. Um, but I thought, hey, I'm going to go to to law school, or I'm, I'm you know I'm going to win the lottery, or or something is just going to happen to me. And I hadn't ever considered, you know, helping other people navigate the the, the struggles that I had. Uh, you know, um, faced as an officer or a member of the chapter or, you know, uh, reached some of the achievements uh, that, that we had uh, done at my own chapter until literally a consultant came to the chapter and said, hey, man, I think that you might like this. I think that you'd be good about the good at this. You should think about this. You know, I had gone to uh, a college of chapters. Uh, I had gone to a grand chapter. And at that point, you know, I went to one of the little staff interest sessions and, you know, handed uh, Brad Hastings my resume and, and, and tried to, you know, clean up and, and look good and, 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 you know, pre-interview for a job. But, um, you know, it was definitely the, the people that I met and the opportunity to, um, you know, join that kind of group, but also figure myself out. Uh, and give back uh, to the chapters that, that really drew me to the position. And as you can tell, I 
however many years later it's been now, 16 and a half or something like that. Um, I've enjoyed it, uh, and, and the people have been great, and they have, um, you know, we've got a good thing going here. So uh, if, if you haven't ever thought about it or haven't thought that this is a, a realistic opportunity, uh, whether you are, are still in your collegiate years or you are someone that uh, knows somebody that, that might be good, that probably, again, didn't find a fraternity consultant uh, on the chart when they were looking at, at potential jobs. Um, now's the time to start thinking. Scott, uh, if if someone is interested, or um, or if if you if someone is a, an advisor who's a, in a position of of recommending someone, where might they reach out for more information? Absolutely. So a uh, lot of information at sigmanu.org backslash employment. Uh, from testimonials of, of previous staff members to uh, kind of a detailed run through on you know qualifications and benefits and, and skills learned and, and what the you know day in the life or calendar of the year looks like for a consultant. Um, for uh, named advisor roles, we do send, a, a solicitation uh, each year uh, to request referrals. But certainly, if, if you've got one, you don't have to hang on and wait for an invitation. Uh, headquarters at sigma.org uh, is our generic email box, uh, and everything will get filtered over uh, where it needs to. Uh, but uh, we are we are always looking for good people. And I, and you know to to that point earlier, in each of you guys experienced this. You know, a lot of it is about being encouraged or having a conversation, be it with an existing staff member, with a volunteer, with a fraternity sorority advisor uh you know or, or someone else to say hey you know you, you should you should consider this um and, and so um you know, we're happy to uh, take the conversation from there, or even, uh, you know, if folks want to um, kind of anonymously, uh, you know, refer people to us, you know, we, we're happy to make the entreaty and let them know that, hey, you're you're on our prospect list or you're somebody that we want to recruit and have a conversation with because somebody else thinks you'd be good at this. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, um, as as someone who came on staff under Scott Smith, um, uh, I I recommend it. Uh, the the experience has been um, wonderful, developmental, and uh, um, yeah, uh, I absolutely recommend it. And and I do actually recommend it uh, uh, nearly daily as a as a consultant and, and now a staff member to uh, to our collegiate. So. Um, <clears throat> Well, thanks, Scott. Um, I, I appreciate that, um, especially because that is part of my job description now. You've made my job a little bit easier. Um, <laughs> um, so, uh, hard segue. Let's dive in. Let's let's talk about. Um, well, actually, wait. I did have a segue, Scott. You mentioned earlier um, the start of the new year um, and, and some exciting things that that are, happen uh, every year at the beginning of the year. Now, um, what is the most exciting thing that happens right at the beginning of the year? For Sigma News, anyway. Oh, oh. So other than the the silly uh, cat. Calendar. Other than the pew, happy New Year. Yeah. Oh, the ball drop. All those things. No, one of the 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 most exciting things that we get to do at the very beginning of January is bring all of our collegiate commanders together uh, for an amazing uh, networking uh, and intensive uh, training uh, and, and really a preparation for their term as CEO uh, of their chapter. And it's something that we call the College of Chapters. Yes, yes. Correct. <laughs> that, that's where I was going. Um, Scott, what nailed is, it. Nailed it. Um, Scott, what is the College of Chapters? If, if someone who had never heard of it before. Yeah. So the College of Chapters uh, is the fraternity's, you know, 
intensive uh, multi-day um, at this point, annual uh, conclave uh, focused on the development of ethical leaders uh, via the training of our collegiate chapter commanders. Uh, so in Sigma Nu, we have uh, two types of, of national conclaves. We have the Grand Chapter, uh, which we had this last summer, and, and I know that you guys talked a lot about on the podcast. Uh, you know, that's our legislative convention, right? I mean, it happens every two years, and it happens over the course of the summer. Uh, in our current format, um, every year at the start of the calendar year, uh, we hold our other conclave, and that is the call to chapters. And so, you know, really the, the, the purpose there is to, again, to bring together from every collegiate chapter and colony the newest, highly elected leader uh, in, in that group. Uh, and to help them navigate the amazing complexity that is fraternity. Uh, I don't know that any of us, when we joined, uh, in you know, as as first or second semester freshmen or sophomores or juniors or even graduate students, could have imagined um, how much goes into running a successful, not just registered student organization, but for many of these, it's a it's it's a, it's a it's a property. It's a it's a meal plan. It's it's student government. It's your residential learning community. It's your intramural squad. Uh, it's it's you know uh, personal and professional development. You know to the max. Um, there's a lot that goes into that between managing your your money and your financial and your human resources to navigating various policies to how do you plan events to what do I want to achieve that will live beyond me. Uh, in this opportunity that I have to lead a group of of like-minded, you know, honorable men, and, and and that's that's a big kind of heavy weight. And you know, when you look at an organization like fraternity, where you have this constant churn, right? Um, we are we are not the the you know, take your pick, uh, but, you know, the, the Shriners or the, the, the Chamber of Commerce or uh, the Boy Scouts of America, where you've got like this long runway of um, initial membership or, or leadership pool. Uh, you know, we're primarily focused on the uh, collegiate experience, uh, particularly at the, you know, how folks join and, and how the operation gets up and running. Uh, and so you're looking at, you know, somewhere between a, you know, a two and a four, maybe a five year collegiate experience. And every year, the chapters are turning over, you know, their elected leadership. Some chapters maybe are even appointing specific positions, you know, semester to semester, quarter to quarter. Um, you know, that's different than when you start a new job uh, and it's something you hope you're going to be in for a while or, you know, other than a startup type uh, company, you know, CEOs, you know, they don't they don't roll over on January 1st uh, every year. The fact is in Sigma Nu, you know, we have annual elections and 85 to 90 percent of our collegiate chapters hold their election between November 1 and January 1. And so the idea with something like the call to chapters is, you know, a, we've got a, a natural break in the academic calendar. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, B, um, you know, we've got this whole class of brand newly elected leaders. And there's a lot of stuff that even chapters that have, and I'm doing the air quotes here, you know, kind of figured it out at the local level about how to do officer transitions. Um, the fact is that, you know, 
they're college students mm-hmm. and um, it's, it's, it's a registered student organization, you know, club type atmosphere. And it's, it's, it's different than going in and having an HR department for a professional job with a manual or, you know, a code of ethics or some other group that, that trains you on how to do that. Uh, and so, you know, there's a lot of stuff that, that falls under the Sigma Nu fraternity with the capital F umbrella, right? Uh, kind of times when there is a way, uh, versus the way, right? Um, what are the rules of the road? What are the places that you're likely to stub your toe? You know, there are so many questions that our, our collegiate uh, leaders get asked uh, from, you know, the campus and from their own members or, uh, you know, that come up situationally. And, you know, a lot of our job at the headquarters uh, is to help them navigate how to find those answers, um, and, and so, you know, college chapters is, is kind of the, the, the antidote or, or the response uh, to that. You've got a, a, a class of, of newly elected leaders. Um, what can we do, you know, in that first 45, 60 days of their term uh, to ensure that the rest of it is as fruitful as possible? Um, there's great learning that happens, you know, by experience uh, or through mistakes. Uh, but, um, you know, if we can keep you from stubbing your toe, which leads you to falling over, right, uh, because we, we did some initial uh, training and, and, and visioning uh, and, and mapping out of, of really what is a very short period that they're going to get to be in that elected role, um, then, you know, I think they're all the better for it. And the fraternity is ultimately the better for it. Yeah, that's awesome. And for context, one of the reasons why we are doing this podcast uh, episode now on this topic is one, it's evergreen content. You know, this is going to be uh, a podcast we can reference to for uh, alumni who are interested in learning more about the College of Chapters in the future or um, collegiate officers who are trying to figure out, you know, what is this thing that I'm about to experience? You know, we can refer them to the podcast as well. Um, but we're also celebrating or recently celebrated the 10-year anniversary of the College of Chapters in its current model. I'll put some uh, quotations around that because we'll come back to what that means in, in just a moment. Um, but I did want to highlight that for some of our listeners Scott, what you just described may sound entirely different than their experience with the College of Chapters. Um, The College of Chapters has existed in some capacity since the 1950s, uh, and so we have an entire generation of alumni uh, who likely have grown up with something that looked very different than what the College of Chapters is today. Um, If you could, just to provide that historical note, could you kind of explain like how the College of Chapters has evolved from its inception to... Uh, I mean, we'll get a little bit more into this at the very end, but like what it is today. Yeah, it's it's a great point. You know, while we did just cap off 10 successful years of the College of Chapters in its current format, um, you know, as I mentioned earlier, this is a, a longstanding conclave uh, of the fraternity, so a national uh, gathering uh, that, that all chapters participate in. And so you know, we could have similarly been celebrating, you know, 70 or 75 years of, of the larger, you know, again, air quotes, college of chapters, um, because that program has gone through various iterations uh, throughout uh, that period. And like you said, you know, going back at least to the 1950s. Um, and so it's it's morphed, I think, to meet the, the, the times and the needs of the fraternity. Sometimes uh, that is, you know, very specific items uh, in the strategic plan or, or philosophy 
uh, of uh, the fraternity at the time. Uh, but, you know, it has been a, um, you know, a, a, a regional event. It has been a national event. It served in some years as a sort of um, you know, caucusing or pre-convention opportunity for the various divisions or regions of the fraternity in a lead up to a grand chapter to wrestle with, um, you know, uh, legislation in advance of, of, of the grand chapter or to nominate, uh, you know, chapters or brothers for national awards, right? Uh, it has served an emerging leader's purpose uh, in our m most uh, previous iteration. I mean, so it's, it's kind of run... Uh, run the gamut uh, in, in that respect um, in, in terms of what kind of uh, the experience may have looked like. You may have found yourself, you know, in Bloomington, Indiana, uh, you know, all on the campus of Indiana University. You might have have fond recollections of you and, you know, um, six other chapters uh, bunking down uh, in a large chapter house that you had to drive, you know, 200 miles to get to because that was uh, the group of folks that were in your division. Um, so, so yeah, it, it definitely has changed, but it has all been under that banner uh, of, of the college of chapters. Yeah. It's funny, you know, I can even kind of, um, date myself with the previous college of chapters. I had the chance to attend, I think the last of the emerging leaders model. And so, um, I attended as a first year member, um, a member of a colony at that time, uh, beta tau chapter had not yet been chartered or rechartered. Um, and that experience with Riley University and um, kind of the almost like you created a chapter experience mm -hmm. at the College of Chapters that kind of simulated what you might experience in a you know full calendar year. You know that curriculum was amazing, but it's very different than it is today. Yeah. So you know to to frame it, I guess maybe in in broader like fraternity sorority world uh, parlance, it's the 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 model used for the the two thousands the 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 two thousand one to two thousand and nine decade uh, effectively served as Sigma Nu's leadership school, right? Uh, whereas the model that we have right now, which we'll come back to, is more of like your president's academy. but you know, in the early 2000s, the fraternity was operating under a philosophy for college chapters that, you know, if we can build great leaders, if we can give folks, you know, um, a skill and expand their capacity uh, and teach them the difference between, you know, positional leadership and, and ethical uh, leadership that is, you know, based in the social change model and, and the seven C's, uh, then they will be able to go out and uh, draw other leaders to them. And that will create a, a positive and successful fraternity experience. And so what we did starting in the, the summer of 2001 and, um, you know, every other summer from then, so an odd numbered summers where your grand chapter was in your evert, even numbered summers, was we would bring two uh, emerging leaders uh, from each chapter and colony out to Lexington, Virginia. Um, so that looks like a lot of times, um, you know, a, a lead chairman or a rising sophomore or junior, uh, somebody that is is likely not yet become the commander or the lieutenant commander of their chapter, but uh, you know they can see their chapter can see we can see that they're on the path, you know, to something like that. 
And so literally they are flying into Roanoke and, and you know, getting into a shuttle van uh, and being driven up in the heat of the summer uh, to the campus of Washington and Lee University to stay in uh, what at the time were the old, um, you know, men's only dorm on Washington and Lee's campus, no air conditioning, you know, uh, community bath, right? Uh, and so upon arriving, of course, all the students realize that there's no AC and they, they, they buy out the local Walmart of, you know, the box fans and, and all the windows are cracked open but um so you know coming to lexington and 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 going through an intensive you know three and a half day experience split between the campus of uh washington lee university uh and uh the historic uh founding place uh of of sigma nu over at, at the virginia military institute and so some of the concepts even that, that we use now and I imagine came from, from some of the previous iterations of the program, you know, remain the same. Uh, students went through some, some large group experiences. We had a series of keynote, uh, you know, talks at those, um, you know, meal functions. Uh, and then they were broken down uh, probably about, uh, you know, a quarter to a fifth of the assembled group, which uh, in, in that model, you're looking at about 250 uh, students uh, per summer. Um, you know, broken down into, you know, say groups of 50 and they're going through at, at that point, uh, what is really new and emerging content from, um, the lead program that had, had just been redesigned, you know, in 98 and, and was still kind of ramping up. And so teaching a lot of that content about self-exploration and leadership and teamwork and conflict management uh, and living our values, really the root of the lead phase two curriculum uh, is what the students would go through uh, in, in kind of a, a not full convention, but, but larger group, you know, 50 or so student experience. And then they would explore further and deeper and start to make you know practical applications to themselves uh and, and their own chapter in what we would call small chapter groups uh so you know um uh, groupings of of chapters of like circumstance close geographically similar in you know perhaps size or or operational um you know characteristics uh 10 to 12 students that would you know be guided by a combination of a, of a staff member and, and a volunteer uh you know faculty member um, and, you know, we're, we're eating in the, uh, the, the cafeteria at, uh, you know, Washington Lee. Uh, in some years we, we had an event in the mess hall at VMI. There was some rededication, uh, to the founding principles, uh, out on the parade deck, uh, at VMI. And then Christopher, as you alluded to in the last two years of that program, so 2007 and 2009, we took a full day and created a uh, campus-based immersive simulation, right? Where we took the entire audience of the call to chapters and we broke them out into um, kind of pseudo collegiate chapters. And they each had a profile uh, and um, we kind of threw the kitchen sink at them, right? Like what are all the things that you might face uh, over the course of a year? We made them elect their own officers. They had to, you know, uh, create a, a scholarship plan. Uh, I think in the 2009 year, we even had staff uh, that would roam around on the campus uh, and they had to develop a recruitment strategy and try to win these folks over to join their team, right? They raised money. They went out of the community and raised money and competed against one another. Um, another, uh, uh, you know, key element of that um, emerging leaders-based program was a, a, a service element. And so uh, prior to the campus simulation, we, we did a day of service in the Rockbridge uh, County area as well. Um, awesome, 
awesome program, amazing experience. I got to go uh, as a student myself uh, in 2004, uh, or excuse me, in 2003, uh, and then um, got to serve as a, a young consultant, you know, carrying boxes and, and pointing directions and checking people in uh, and, and, and tagging alongside a, a, a veteran to help lead some a small group curriculum. Uh, and before you know it, 2007, here I am, you know, co-coordinating uh, called a chapters, and I've had uh, have had that hat uh, to also wear on the staff side since then. That's awesome. I actually didn't even realize that the Riley University curriculum is even thinner slice uh, in College of Chapters history. I, I assumed it had lasted a lot longer. I just remember being uh, in the simulation, of course, this is not real, uh, but being uh, detained uh, <laughs> and, and then uh, tried by uh, Dwayne Drager, uh, then vice regent uh, and often parliamentarian for the fraternity, uh, which was an incredibly in intimidating experience. Uh, but uh, it was it was incredible. Uh, yeah, Riley Riley was amazing. I mean, it, it really was an immersive simulation. It had a day a, a daily. I think it came out every couple of hours, but like a daily newspaper, right? About events that had happened in the simulation. Uh, like you said, there were um, you know, unfortunately, as as does happen in real life, you know, chapters stub their toe. Uh, that there is an allegation or an incident or an altercation, and you know, they have to go through the university judicial process, or we have some. You you know, plaintiff's attorney coming out and leading a press conference, you know, uh, you know, alleging some misconduct or something like that. So, yeah, it was it was a great time. And I think that the students really liked it. You know, at some point you may see the fraternity spin off in, into something, you know, like O'Reilly. It could be its own its own thing. Uh, but, yeah, it was um, it was embedded in. Um, and I'll tell you that it, hats off to Dave and Felicia Manila. Uh, you know, they did so much work with the lead program, but also really drove a lot of the uh, curriculum and the philosophy around that model. Uh, but they also came up with that, that Riley concept. And, and uh, you know, if you've watched, you know, like a uh, uh, draft day, you know, the movie or, or even looked in on, on professionals, like the war room that they ran for that simulation. Whoo. Yeah, <laughs> I can imagine. I just, it was just funny. I drew the, the chance card for Monopoly. I went straight to jail and I did not collect $200. <laughs> Well, it's it's really fun for me to to hear um, you know, the historical context on College of Chapters. You know, I was a recent attendee of the new model, um, and I've you know, I've heard of you know, uh, Riley University or the the um, the simulations and and the other different things that, that have been part of the the you know, historical models, the previous models of it. But it's kind of cool to hear some of the you know, how that all actually uh, we worked. Um, so speaking of well, and and, and I guess. Um, you know, seeing some of those pieces of the historical model you know, in the the present model that I, that I'm used to that I think of when I think college of chapters you know either as a participant um, or you know as a staff member uh, you know, helping coordinate that um, Scott could you kind of uh, you've touched on a, a pieces of it but could you briefly describe just the major components of the current model uh, of the college of chapters Um it, uh, there's a really great breakdown that happens at the beginning of of college chapters for the participants. I think that would be beneficial and, for people to hear. And if I could add, it may be helpful too to kind of talk about the strategic plan oh, changes yeah. as well, um, just because we have referenced that. And I think the 2010 shift uh, with the new the adoption of the new strategic plan really was pivotal in, in its change. Absolutely, you know. So so you go back, you know the 
the, the philosophy that I described for the, the early 2000s College of Chapters is really, you know, a, an ethical leadership, build more leaders and, and it will come philosophy. And, and that I, I believe is true. Um, and, and I don't believe in any way is uh, contrary uh, or opposed uh, to the other philosophy, which is what the fraternity adopted in 2010. This is the, um, the, the high council led by uh, past regent Robert Durham um, and the uh, you know, introduction of the fraternity to the obligation to excellence uh, and um, really uh, a, a seismic shift in the fraternity strategic plan set by the high council in creating a new, what they call an imperative, but you know, um, major focus area, right? What is the most important thing that we need to do? Uh, and that was in, in the creation of something called chapter strength, uh, which, you know, uh, really kind of boils down to, um, you know, Sigma Nu for each of, for the vast majority of us as an entry point is a collegiate experience. And, um, you know, we deserve in Sigma Nu and the grand chapter, at least everyone that I've been to, demands uh, that we be a leading men's organization, you know, in North America. Never been to a grand chapter and they said, nah, mediocrity is okay, right? Um, and so, uh, you know, uh, uh, Robert Durham reminds us of that in, in 2010, right? There's no honor in mediocrity. We have an obligation to excellence. And so they go through their strategic planning process and they come up with this new focus area called chapter strength, right? Like that Sigma Nu is going to equip and support its chapters in achieving organizational excellence. Well, what does that look like, right? Um, Beyond something like Kata Chapters, I, I would say that Sigma Nu, in comparison to some of its, its counterparts or in terms of all the, the different ways you could approach it, you know, we believe in sound operational practices. Uh, we believe that um, you, know, you have to be able to manage the nuts and the bolts and you have to be able to execute in order for the intangibles of fraternity uh, to be have an opportunity to flourish, right? Um, all of those things that that folks I think would look back to uh, about their own experience and what makes it great the, the the deep brotherhood and family type relationships, the 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 mentoring that they received, the the, the network that they were a part of, some of these amazing um, you know uh, events that they did or dollars that they raised and things like that. Like very very little of that is possible if you can't. Uh, you know, manage a roster and your finances and take your human resources and effectively deploy those and delegate. And you have a plan of where you're going. And that plan doesn't change every time the weather changes or every time, uh, you know, you have the, the new cat poster slash longest chapter meeting of the year, right? And we do elections. Um, and so, you know, it's about if Sigma Nu is going to going to be on a campus, we're going to either come to a campus or exist and, you know, plant the flag, then we don't want to run with the pack. We don't want to look around and say that, you know, the average man here or the average fraternity experience is better than ours. You know, we need to be leaders in that. So how do we, A, help our chapters understand what that looks like, but B, how do we give them the skills and the experience and, um, you know, some of the roadmaps to, to make that a reality on their campus? So that's kind of the charge that the council uh, delivers. Uh, and so the staff 
um, you know, look at uh, some of the realities in the fraternity at the time. Like I said before, 85 to 90 percent of our chapters um, having their elections between beginning of November and beginning of January. The fact that because of the dynamics I described earlier, collegiate chapters across the board, whether you're Sigma Nu or you're, you know, Beta, 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 a sorority, no matter where in the country, like they struggle with officer transitions. Um, and, and particularly they struggle with the fraternity with the capital F stuff, right? What are the policies? How do we manage the roster? And, and, and there's not natural, um, uh, leadership and skill building that is happening as a part of the curriculum of most, most campuses for your freshman, your sophomore, or even your junior year, right? Like very few people take a course on um, uh, ethical leadership or delegation or how to set a strategy uh, or how you create a culture of accountability, right? And so what we did was to start, we, we identified what are the, the competencies, the, the knowledge, skills, behaviors that no matter where your chapter, Southern California, Southern Florida, Southern Maine, um, how old you might be, how big you might be, what are those core competencies that every one of our CEOs, our, our collegiate commanders, needs to have in order to successfully lead his chapter? And so we started to build this new college chapters model around that, right? What are those core competencies? We looked at, you know, what were some of the most impactful and powerful sessions uh, from the lead program, uh, be it something like accountability or living our values. Uh, what were some of the most uh, powerful pieces from the previous college chapters iteration? And what was new content that we needed to create? to develop an experience that is, is really unique in Sigma Nu. The College of Chapters is unlike anything else that we do, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, a lot of folks have been to a, a grand chapter um, or can at least in their mind think about, okay, I'm going to go to a legislative conference, right? Uh, well, the fact is something like a grand chapter is, is really a... Uh, a one group experience, right? Like we all go to the opening reception together. We all go to the kickoff. We all go to the awards dinner. We all go to the business sessions. If you're an alumnus, maybe you get invited to a special reception here and there. And then there's also a thin slice of students and, and alumni that uh, serve in a volunteer role as a committee, right? And they might have some during the day or after hours meetings. But but largely, like we're all going to the same thing. It's one big uh, celebration, but but also working experience. The college chapters, you know, it has elements of that, right? We uh, each year go through a program of, you know, three to five keynotes, um, just top shelf uh, messaging from our alumni that have been there, that have done it uh, in their personal lives, in their communities, in their business lives, uh, as well as, you know, outside experts, Um that, that come in and, and, and give some of these overarching messages about leadership and ethics and our responsibility in, in today's world or historical context of, you know, the founding of our fraternity and what was happening, you know, on the campus of VMI. So we all do that together. We all eat together. We all go on a pilgrimage to Lexington together, which I love about this new model, right? Mm -hmm. um, the first time we were able to pull this off was actually January 2012. So you get the, the marching orders, you know, in the summer of 2010, it takes, you know, about a year to build it out. And then because of the time frame we selected, we did the first two years in St. Louis in this model. I don't know that, uh, you know, Adam, I don't think you were on the team uh, for those. Uh, Christopher, you, you may have been. Um, 
But, um, you know, we, St. Louis, awesome city, central location, easy, easy for everybody to get to. Uh, but it didn't have that Lexington factor uh, that was a part of, you know, the, the previous uh, call to chapters. You know, so few people um, just happen to wander their way uh, organically uh, up 81 or across 64 and find themselves in the birthplace of Sigma Nu. If you haven't been to the headquarters, it's really cool. I know that's probably a whole different episode. Oh, yeah. Um, but, um, you know, Christopher, to be able to, write that down. Write that down. <laughs> to be able to add that experience, though to something like the call to chapters for all of our commanders to not only go to business school right to learn how to be a ceo but also to really to 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 root that in the founding of fraternity and and the mission of fraternity today and you know we have an amazing property you know and them just to get to see that and be added you know to to the roles of folks that have done that so we do all that stuff together but we have these six kind of high level um, um, topics that we need to take all of our commanders through to address those competencies, right? We teach them about vision and leadership uh, night one, right? Um, emanating in an elevator pitch that they deliver about the future of their chapter, right? Like what is going to be achieved by the end of my term or over the next 18 months? The next morning, we kick off with uh, how to convert that vision to a strategy, right? If I can define where I want to go, where am I really at now and how do I draw the roadmap to get from A to B, right? Like what are the big things I need to do to achieve that? Um, you know, they learn about roster and finance. Uh, they learn about uh, how to set real actionable goals and how to break those out among their committees and, and the, the, the delegation skills that are necessary. We talk about Sigma New policy and finance. It's not, uh, you know, it's those necessary work we got to do and got to do right to allow us to do the work we want to do uh, topic. Um, and then we get into, um, you know, accountability and, and some of the structures that are specific to Sigma Nu in that, right? And they do that in, in larger groups, 40 to 50 students of similar size and, and, and similar uh, uh, context. You know, your, your, your Big Ten sitting right alongside your Big 12 and your SEC, right? Uh, uh, compared to uh, perhaps some of your, um, you know, smaller uh, chapters in uh, the Midwest or the Northeast, right? Because some of those conversations are a little bit different. Like, what does budgeting look like uh, for a chapter of 250 versus a chapter of 25 or how do you you know um, mobilize your members into committees uh, if you know you are, are dealing with everybody has an officer position versus you know I've got you know how, how am I gonna have 25 people on every committee right um, so so trying to right size and fit those conversations uh, where ch call to chapters I think you know really has some of its great payoff though is in the small chapter groups you're you're sitting around with you know eight nine ten other guys that you know you can reach out and call throughout your term and, and they're going through the same things that you're going through because they're on a campus, they're in a chapter that's very much just like yours, right? And, and the best practice sharing and the networking that happens in those small group experiences, um, I think are, are, are top notch. But the final level of college chapters where this is totally different, right? You cannot follow the crowd. Uh, you cannot trust that the guy that you sat next to uh, on the bus or in every other session uh, is that we... Um, make sure to address for these commanders as they're coming into their term, what are the issues that your chapter has most recently faced, right? Uh, the fraternity's uh, annual assessment program, the Pursuit of Excellence, you know, um, helps chapters identify where they are. Uh, and whenever they're not meeting the fraternity standards, uh, we place those chapters into um, um, specific educational sessions to confront them with, with that reality, but help them create a plan to, to that not be a stumbling block for their term. 
Um, and, and for our chapters that, that that is not an issue, you know, they're able to kind of self-select uh, from from um, a set of other elective sessions on, you know, various skills or leadership type topics, strengths and weaknesses, emotional intelligence, mental health, uh, those types of things. Um, one of the one of the really cool elements that, that fits in at that level of the College of Chapters, though, that, that I really like about this model that we have right now is that every student that comes gets placed into a session to get one-on-one -on -one coaching, right? Specific coaching for their chapter, for be it their, their, what they're learning and going through in the program about creating their vision or building out their goals or walking away with their action plan for their term, or just some question or issue that they have that they want to get some outside perspective on. We bring an amazing volunteer faculty team uh, to College of Chapters every year to, to, to be side by side with our staff. And our staff is a little bit better at the, the daily nuts and bolts of, of running a, a collegiate fraternity chapter. But the, the, the men that come and support this program and take time away from you know work and and family to show the the benefits and the reasons for lifetime engagement uh, and to talk about how you know what they're learning at College of Chapters is not Sigma Nu specific stuff. Um, you know, it's 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 kind of a management crash course uh, that they might you know similarly get when they you know get into their first uh, supervisory role outside of college. Um, uh, but how that plays out, you know, whether it be from their perspective as a house corporation president or advisory board member or a division commander or uh, a small business owner or, you know, a, a, you know, a regional manager for a, a multinational or something like that. Right. Um, so it's 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 a really cool program that, that kind of runs folks through those variety of experiences to walk in saying, I think I know what I'm doing and, and why I was elected to wow, right? Like I didn't know what I didn't know, but now I'm leaving and I've got a plan to be able to take back and talk to my executive committee and my, you know, pledge class and my big and my little brother and build a coalition among the chapter to say, Hey guys, let's go there and let's go there together. And here's how we can make that happen. And, and they, they understand, you know, all the things that, that might hang them up or, or again, the difference between when you can pick a way versus just there's the way, right? Um, and that's, that's how you do things. I mean, so that's what we hear a lot, you know, from the students, uh, you know, reflectively through it, an evaluation or you, you, folks that you interact with, you know, after the program. Um, it's not so much that we taught them all the answers, is we taught them to know what kind of questions were going to come and where to find the answers. Uh, and they, they got to practice uh, on their own, you know, without the uh, demands and the pulls of it's the middle of the semester uh, or I'm surrounded by, you know, uh, my brothers and I don't know what they're going to think of like, what do I want and what can we become? and a, a structure to go back and have that conversation and come to agreement amongst the group. Um, you know, to really start with that why, right? Like, what what is our purpose? What what are we trying to accomplish? And then get back out to the well. What kind of T-shirts does that mean that we need to have, right? Mm -hmm. well, so um, Scott. So just to emphasize this, so commanders at the conclusion of College of Chapters have created you know a vision for their chapter. You know, for many of our groups, that's you know I want to be or I want our chapter to become a rock chapter. And so here is my vision for how we accomplish that. Um, you know, they've got strategies for accomplishing that vision and they've got goals to kind of help them realize those strategies coming out of college of chapters i imagine for a lot of those men 
you know, they're, it's a pretty intimidating task ahead of them of like, hey, I've got this, you know, almost, you know, it's like drinking from a fire hose. I've got all of this information that I'm trying to regurgitate to my chapter. Um, I've got this plan that they were not present for when I was creating it. You know, how do I build a coalition that's, you know, uh, going to help me accomplish this goal? What does the fraternity do post-college of chapters to kind of help with execution and, and making sure that our chapters are are set up and you know, hint, hint, this is a little bit of a segue to kind of sure. talk about a, an upcoming program that, that we've got on the horizon. Yeah, and, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll take that bait, but before I do, I mean, I would say even, you know, kind of arriving at College of Chapters, right? You you walk down the, the stairs uh, into the, the North Entry foyer there at the Hotel Roanoke, and you're greeted by, you know, the, the, the team of, of staff to check you in. You know, we give you, uh, we give you the keys at that moment, right? You know, they get, I think this year's manual was 126 pages. It's a, it's a beautiful, you know, colorful uh, workbook. Um, but, you know, College Chapters is really about training the trainer, right? You know, it's not one man that's going to decide where we're going to go. And the commander is not responsible for all the different things that I just talked about, updating the roster or setting the budget and things like that. But, you know, as the commander, like, questions and complaints go up, right? Uh, and, and and your responsibility is kind of an umbrella over the chapter. And so, you know, that's the audience that we have. You know, we're going to teach them everything that, that the chapter would need, uh, but also giving them all the information, right? A lot of the talking points that we use, all of the uh, schematics and visuals to down to copies of the PowerPoints uh, that we, we, we go through in the different videos or presentations we might show, like the students get all of that on day one, right? And, and we, we kind of beat them over the head with it of like, this is a lot. It is a fire hose, right? Um, you know, the stuff that they put into the manual in terms of building out that action plan, you know, is some of the greatest content there. But, you know, they get to take all of that with them. Um, you know, and we, we follow up, uh, you know, the students you know, uh, shortly after uh, landing or, 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 or pulling into the driveway at home or, or getting, you know, uh, uh, a, a page from us about he, here is how you take this back, right? Um, and, and you follow on with that uh, a couple weeks after the event, you know, we, we ping them again with a copy of their action plan and we share that out with their advisors, um, you know, so that they can help them have those conversations, um, providing the, the, the advisors as well with talking points to, you know, kind of help the students process the college chapters experience and what this big task is that they, they have to go out and, you know, uh, teach their chapter, but also to, to help guide them to that new and better place. The, the complimentary piece of that, though, uh, because, again, you know, the, the, the reality of our, our chapters having a, a, a massive officer transitions around this time of year um, and, you know, there being some, some struggles or, or disconnects uh, at the local level, um, it's not all remedied by just, you know, two and a half days with the commander. And so, you know, the fraternity recognizes that and, and going back to about 2008 uh, has, has really tried to combat that through a program we call the Sigma Nu Institute. Sigma Nu Institute, kind of like College Chapters, has been through uh, multiple iterations, uh, but, you know, at its peak uh, was a, a one-day drive-in event that we were doing on 14 campuses across the country uh, between the end of January uh, and the end of February. Um, it is, uh, you know, an, designed as an afternoon program. 
where, uh, you know, some number of officers, uh, you know, outside of the commander, executive and, and other officers in charge of major programs in the fraternity, right, lead and recruitment or candidate education, um, uh, would come together and, and, again, similarly learn those, those nuts and bolts and key policies and practices, uh, but where we can lay over top and some of the greatest hits, if you will, of the college chapters, you know, to have that consistent message, to introduce them to the golden circle, which is something that we talk about, you know, Simon Sinek's uh, starting with why, um, you know, understanding why, what your your vision and your purpose is, and then getting out into how are we going to make that happen, and then the end results of the actual goals and action items, or, you know, yes, we did raise X dollars, or the t-shirt has a pocket, or, or whatever, um, you know, those being at the very outer uh, level and the last last things that we focus on, introducing you know the other officers to those kinds of concepts. Um, last year uh, we were able to expand uh, the call to chat, excuse me, the Sigma Nu Institute program uh, to be a, a national program um, by doing it virtually, uh, right? Whereas you know my typical um, uh, framework for our in-person program is that you know most vehicles in the United States have five seatbelts in them. And so we're going to try to invite five people to come, you know, one car uh, to, to drive over to, a, you know, a common campus and spend the afternoon with us. Um, but that's limiting, right? You've got to be in driving proximity to, to one of the sites. Even if we do 14, we have some chapters that are on geographic islands, right? This is the way that higher education institutions and the U.S. population is laid out. Yeah. Adam's waving, you know, from yeah. Des Moines there, right? Or, um, our, our North Dakota chapter uh, to, to, to get to uh, uh, anywhere is a, right. a trek. <laughs> yeah, so so there's limitations there. There's limitations because again, how many seatbelts do we have, or you know, how many facilitators can we can we fly out, or something like that. You know, a a virtual national program, you know, peels away those those um, those obstacles, right? Um, you know. Pick your date, right? We're, we're offering multiple sessions. Come to the one that fits for you, regardless of if that's the one that works for your roommate or not, right? Because you guys aren't driving, you know, anywhere. Um, you know, any chapter in the country can come because it's it's all, you know, presented from the convenience of, of your laptop. Um, uh, and so we were able to expand, a, you know, a program that was, you know, three breakout tracks for five officers to a program that is 10 breakout tracks for 11 or 12 different officer positions. Um, and so we're going to be doing that model again this year uh, because of those benefits. Um, uh, we've got, you know, two programs that we're going to offer this year uh, at the end of January, as well as a companion uh, volunteer alumni specific uh, training program. Uh, but, um, you know, it's, I, I love the virtual opportunity because it can be really an all comers, right? Um, you know, Hey, I'm the recruitment chairman. I, I want to go to this Institute thing. I've got a committee. Can they come too? bring them on, man? Hey, I'm thinking about running for treasurer. Would this be helpful for me? Maybe our chapter actually does spring elections. Absolutely, right? Um, you know, hey, I'm the um, the whatever the the candidate class advisor for our advisory board. Would it be good for me to go to the student program and, and learn what you know the candidate marshal's learning? Of course it would, right? I mean, so we have that kind of capacity to be able to offer that and be able to offer it in a tight, you know, afternoon type window. Uh, we're not talking about a, you know, an eight series class here uh, or, or a nine week commitment. Um, four hours on, on a Saturday afternoon. Um, and, you know, you're going to get a, a huge dose of, of what you need to be successful in your term from the outset.
Yeah. And I would just say, if you are an officer who is listening to this right now, you know, as the, the podcast drops or right when the podcast drops, I should say, you know, we're going to have registration coming up uh, for that for and would love for you to attend. Um, as Scott also mentioned, if you were listening to this in 2025, um, possible that the Sigma Nu Institutes have changed, their formats changed, but likely, very likely that the Sigma Nu Institute exists in some capacity and is likely coming up if, if we're talking about uh, you listening to this in, in January, um, any other time of year, you know, the Sigma Nu Institutes are usually taking place at the, the end of January, early February. Um, so be on the lookout for those, those institutes uh, during your officer cycle uh, or officer term if you are a collegiate officer, collegiate member. Um, as an alumnus, especially uh, keep uh, your ears and eyes open for information about the volunteer tracks uh, to make sure you are, are receiving the benefits of that institute as well. Well, and, and, and to speak to timing, you know, and, and the train the trainer type model here, you know, um, the institutes, fi find us online, right? <laughs> Backslash institute, um, because there's a rich and deep participant manual there. You know, there are going to be similarly copies of, of slides and things like that. So if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I, j I just missed the, the live event, right? Like there's still something there for you um, that, that will approximate that. It's not the same, uh, certainly as, as going, uh, you know, and, and side by side with um, uh, the other students or, or advisors that are going through the live version. But, um, you know, do not despise spare. Uh, we, we have uh, resources uh, and assistance for you as well. Awesome. Well, Scott, um, thank you so much for, for um, spending some time with us today um, and for you know, sharing uh, you know, just a, the smallest of doses of, of what the, the true college of uh, college chapters experience is, um, you know, every year. And, and uh, you know, I know I, I, I feel I could speak for the staff when I say this, you know, um, it charges me up, right? It, it seeing the spark light up in someone's eye in a, a coaching and best practices session where they apply something they learned in a core session, and all of a sudden it clicks. Like, oh, I can, um, you, uh, my chapter can do this. Or um, you're seeing a, a, you someone writing out a vision and and um, you're being told you go big with it. Like this is this is your opportunity to you set your intentions for what you want to see in your chapter and to see them, um, you. Uh, you start to imagine what what they can accomplish uh, is is a really awesome um, experience. So, um, so yeah, uh, if we could share just a little bit of that with with our listeners, I think we've succeeded today. Uh, um, again, Scott, thank you so much for being with us. Um, any anything else you'd like to to plug or uh, um, any final thoughts uh, about anything before we uh, wrap off here? Uh, I. I, I would just plug, you know, uh, if you're a, a Sigma Nu that, that's looking to, to, to make a difference and, and, and be involved as a, as a volunteer or, um, you know, in your collegiate officer role, uh, again, we, we have resources for you. Um, the staff is, is a big one. Uh, but but also you know um, every every one of our officers has a resource page with a, a rich and, and thick you know user guide uh, to help them uh, answer those questions when they come um, um, you know we've got the best practices library all of all of those types of things so um, we are here uh, to help our Sigma News be wildly successful and, and that's what we want and, and I'm I'm amped up as you said Adam this is an exciting time of the year you know I could almost hear all of those action plans unfurling as folks got home 
home uh, at the end of uh, last week and got ready to, to start having some bold conversations uh, with their brothers about uh, what we can achieve this year. I mean, we had 150 some odd students that, that braved through uh, a, a winter storm uh, to get to Roanoke this year. Uh, and if just those, you know, uh, complete the six goals that they set, I mean, how many hundreds of, you know, tangible improvements will, will our chapters face? And I know it'll be much more than that, uh, but, you know, even that as a starting point, uh, you know, I think we feel real good about um, the future of Sigma Nu. Yeah. You said, uh, when you said, um, commanders are leaving with a plan no literally they are leaving with a a giant poster in a tube uh that is their action plan that they are going back it's it's always funny to me leaving out of roanoke airport and you can see the these giant tubes poking out of a bunch of guys bags it's like oh there's there's all our participants they're all uh, leaving <laughs> um well uh christopher any final thoughts uh, the only thing I would add is uh, for our more visually inclined uh, listeners, uh, we will uh, put a hyperlink to actually our photo albums from the most recent College of Chapters uh, in the show notes. And so if you're listening along and you're like, I need context for what Scott's talking about or would love a visual aid, uh, we'll have all of that uh, ready for you at the, at, in the show notes. Um, you can go kind of scroll through the albums, see just kind of the participants going through that experience and um i I think you can i i feel like when i look at the pictures i I can really get a sense of how important those interactions are in building a a sense of shared community amongst our officers Uh, they know they're supported they know uh, that they have the support of the national organization uh, and then they can go out and do this work to really create um you know amazing chapter experiences for all of our collegiate members Thanks, Christopher. Um, everyone, that was Scott dropping the mic. He's he's out. He's uh, <laughs> he he's done. He's delivered uh, an excellent, excellent interviewee experience uh, for all of our listeners. Um, again, Scott, uh, thank you so much for for being with us. Um, and, and that is the Gavel Podcast. Uh, this feels weird because we don't we aren't gonna have a bumper on the back end of this. This is the end of an interview and the end of the episode. Um, Christopher, how do we how do we do this? Am I doing it right? Uh, yeah, we'll just, uh, you know, um, kind of keep our, our standard closing going, but, um, and I think, I think our listeners will, will be able to follow along even without, uh, even without the, that mid, uh, mid session or mid, uh, episode, uh, bumper music. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks everyone for listening. Uh, we will see you next month on the Gavel Podcast. Who am I, sir, a fraternity man am I, a sigma, a sir, and will be until I die. What's the matter with Sigma Nu? Have a baloo, Terrica, who all together for Sigma Nu?